My people, my people, what up, though? You know who it is. Everybody's favorite asshole. We back, we back, we back. I'm here with my sis, Top Boogie. What up, sis? Hey, family. How's it going? It's going good. Did you miss it? Did you miss it? I have missed this an indescribable amount, and I am so happy that we are back and doing the fishbowl again. Um, I am excited. Like, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So a lot's happened in the world. Absolutely. The world don't stop moving just because we decided to take a break. But how was your break? It stops moving because of me, but that's a whole nother story. Lord have mercy. Uh, my my break's been good. My break has been good. Filled with work. You know how it goes for me. Absolutely, absolutely. I took a couple vacations, actually. I need to, at some point, find time in my life to take a day or two off work before I work myself into an early grave. Absolutely. Self-care is absolutely important, and I do encourage him to take breaks from work all the time, family. He just does not listen. Um, I do actually have people, because of the way you talk about the way that you work, people do try to, like, check in on you and make sure that you're um, taking the proper amount of time for self-care, and I can assure you that he is not. I definitely am not. Um, I'm not. But we're going to keep it moving like like the Jamaicans do, whatever the fuck that means. So, get into it. I am always ready. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. All right. So the first topic in the fishbowl today is something that I found out, and it was very surprising to me. Uh, It surprised me, but it didn't surprise me. So apparently um, the Washington Post came out with an article about the Statue of Liberty saying that the Statue of Liberty at Ellis Isle was actually not placed there to celebrate the incoming of immigrants, but to celebrate slavery and the abolition of it. What do you think about it? Um, let me just say that that is absolutely true. Um, also, if you do your history, you would know that the version of the Statue of Liberty that is currently on Ellis Island is not the original version. The original version was actually a black lady holding a lantern as to, to be a beacon of um, freedom for the country. Um, but that was completely unacceptable to um, people who still want, who saw slavery as a great thing. So we actually sent that back to France and the second one was commissioned. Um, but I'm glad that the museum um, that is currently on Ellis Island is actually paying homage to that actual truth. Um, and I'm surprised that you didn't know that actually. I didn't. I didn't. I know a lot of black history. Um, Another thing I didn't know is the words you just used. Um, I guess since the statue is from France, you decided to throw the word homage into the... I dug into my French bag a little bit. Don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. Because all I would have been able to get over here is say baguette. I would have tried to throw that in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for real. I'm glad I'm a little bit smarter than you so we could at least give the people a good show. Or child. I think that's a French word. That's It's not. Go ahead and finish talking about the Statue of Liberty. Is that, is that Italian? Okay. I think it's great. Um, I think, I think it is. I think it's great that they're acknowledging it. I love when uh, history is acknowledged uh, for what it truly is. One thing I hate, though, is this is 
it be, this becomes another example of whitewashing as far as American history goes. Um, so much of American history and what actually is has been whitewashed into what it's not, what they wanted to make it seem. Um, that this, for me, becomes another example of that, and I hate it. I I I agree, um, but I also feel that over time things evolve and things change. So. Yes, the Statue of Liberty is a beacon of um, freedom to a lot of people, but freedom comes in a lot of different forms, I feel like. So it could be freedom for immigrants or freedom for enslaved people, but I think that it's a great thing that our country is finally in a place where we're able to acknowledge the um, strange relationship that we have with slavery and also that where we're willing to pass that history down to our children so that we don't continue to repeat the same mistakes, whereas we end up in a country with a president um, who is basically the racist version of the Cheeto puff. I don't agree. I do not agree with anything you just said. I don't think that our country has acknowledged history in any way, shape, or form. I think our our country tries to dumb down history at every turn and every chance that it can get. Even if you look at history books now, I've seen uh, a lot of history, different versions of history books posted online where now they're basically saying that Africans came here as laborers (laughs) to work. Um, Well, no, because generally I agree with that. But what I'm saying is that they're acknowledging that the initial intent of the Statue of Liberty was to celebrate the freedom of African-American people and the abolition of slavery in the museum that the Statue of Liberty Museum. And I'm saying I'm glad we're in a place as a country where that history is no longer being hidden and we're willing to acknowledge it and put it in a museum for everybody to see. I'm not saying that the history that we teach in schools is what our kids are supposed to know and that we don't have a long history of sweeping shit under the rug because I'm the first person to say that. I just feel like we're in an era where we're in a place where people want to acknowledge that we can no longer sweep things under the rug. I agree. Um, part of me wishes they would have left the original version, though, because this just, I want to know who this is shaped after, because this just looks like a trailer park white guy with a mullet <laughs> with a sheet wrapped around him who's holding his favorite DVD, which is Joe Dirt, and holding his beer up in the air. Hey, Joe Dirt is a great movie. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to shit on Joe Dirt. A um, guy has a mullet, and I mean, this is clearly. It's clearly a man. I'm sorry. That's not a woman. It's not. It's not womanly features. Really, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you whether or not the Statue of Liberty has masculine features or not, because that is completely irrelevant to what we're talking about. It right looks now. like he's holding a beer in the air, screaming at somebody from across the ocean. And hey, crazy ho! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking stupid. Um, no, I think that. The reason that the features look that way is because the original Statue of Liberty was too Afrocentric. So they definitely tried to model it after um, <clears throat> someone of a more European background, for sure. It's gender. It, it could, I could, I could definitely see the Statue of Liberty looking like Chris Jenner, for sure. I could see that. I see, I see Bruce. Is, is this, is, wait, wait, what's Bruce's name now? 
Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. So you yeah, that's what I meant, Caitlyn. Yeah, this is Caitlyn Jenner. I'm, I'm not gonna do this with you today. I'm, okay, I'm you don't have. You you you, you really decided to come back to the show with the bang. They go the the producers are gonna put us on um, probation because of this hey, shit. Hey, look, look, I, <laughs> fuck them. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's move on to the next topic. I'm on one today, y'all. You gotta excuse me. Um, let's move on to the next topic that's in the fishbowl for today. So they wilding down to Alabama. So have you read about this new Alabama castration bill that they're proposing that they do to sex offenders? What do you think? I'm for it. That's a that's tough one. I know, fuck it, I'm for it. If if they're making rules now, they're making laws where women who have abortions can go to jail, doctors can go to jail, then yes, absolutely. Sex offenders should be castrated, chop their penises off. Also, let's hop I have a lot of ideas about what we can do to make this shit even for men and women. If you're gonna have a say in my reproductive rights, then I should have a say in how you can use your penis. Okay, that's okay, how okay. I feel about it. Come down. How definite does the sex allegations have to be? Because a couple, like, because it gets tricky, especially, honestly, when it comes to black males dating uh, outside their race or anyone younger than them. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember, uh, there's a young man who got 12 years in prison. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, it was in Chicago. He got 12 years in prison for kissing his Underage girlfriend. All he had done was kiss her. Do you remember that case? I remember the case, and I understand what you're saying. So he's charged as a sex offender. He will be castrated because of this bill. I understand what you're saying, and I completely understand that people are accused wrongfully of crimes. But I also think that women who accuse men of crimes that they did not commit or things like that in that nature, then the person who reported it should be the person in jail. Because he absolutely should not have gone to jail for something like that. I'm just saying that in proven cases, in proven cases of a man being a sexual predator, like let's say there's a guy out there who raped 12 women and got 12 women pregnant and now there's 12 women out there who got to have his baby. He should absolutely be castrated. If there's a man out here who's having sex with his four-year-old daughter, he should absolutely be castrated. I'm saying in proven cases. I'm not uh, saying that there's a what if or maybe. Because we're human and we're flawed, I'm not taking up for sex offenders. I honestly wouldn't mind the bill if there was a safe way to do it, it it sounds stupid for me to say if there was a safe way to do it, but there's no, because we're human and we're flawed, there's no way to have a hundred percent validity in anything that we do. I agree. If there were, then I I would absolutely be down for this. And I would too, but we're so flawed as people and individuals and you can't trust the jury to just, also, it's hard to trust a jury to just choose on their emotions, especially if it's – I understand the definitive cases, the cases that clearly something's happened. What, but what about those ones that nothing's happened or somebody convinced someone that something – I mean, it's, it's – or, you know, she's eight, 16 or 17 dating an 18-year-old. It's so much more that goes into the term sex offender that I feel like 
they they'll have to change the law to actually put this in. I understand what you're saying. Um but I find it really hard to be sympathetic oh, in the world. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to what I'm saying, because you're not going to agree with what I'm about to say. So let, let me just get it out first, and then you can have your retort. I find it really hard to be sympathetic to the plight of men when we live in a country where men are constantly passing laws to tell women what they can and cannot do with their bodies. I understand everything that you're saying, and I really want to be sympathetic to the men who are accused of rape and who did not do it or people who are accused of those types of things and are completely innocent. I do want to be sympathetic to that. I'm finding it really hard in my heart to have that sympathy because I know where we are as women in this country. And there's no protection for us. None. This sounds more like revenge for you, though. And that, that's something that weighs on my heart. But I'm, I'm going to well, be – I'm trying to be completely honest. Or not because of revenge? I, I'm, try, I'm not saying that it's because of revenge. I'm saying that I understand that it's wrong but I cannot be sympathetic to your plight because I don't feel like there's enough people who are sympathetic to mine. And I'm sorry. I, I I'm understand. I'm not a fucking sex offender, so you're not being sympathetic to my plight. No, I'm talking about, like, if, if you were an innocent person and you're my brother, you're an innocent person who's accused of this horrible, horrible thing. So you would be sympathetic to an innocent no, person? No, listen, this is what I'm saying. Overall, talking about it from an outside looking in, I have no sympathy in that situation because I have other shit that I'm worried about for myself. I live in a state right now where my ovaries are not fucking safe. I can't be worried about men being castrated for being, what is it, pedophile? I agree, but you're also part of the problem. What happens when? When a person like you gets on a jury, I'm not. If I'm on a, I said from the outside looking in. If I'm on a jury, that's not outside looking in. Technically, you're still outside looking in on a jury. No, because then I would have facts, and I would, I would tell the person, I would absolutely vote guilty, not guilty, based on the evidence in front of me, whatever that may be. And I would hope that I would not vote to send an innocent person to jail or to be castrated in, in that way. But what I am saying is I, I think that all of these bills that people are making to decide what can and cannot happen with somebody else's body is absolutely ridiculous. But I also think that there's a lot of women out there being raped. There's a lot of children out there being raped. There's a lot of little boys out there being raped, and there's nothing being done about it. I agree. I completely agree. And I'm saying that as a woman who needs these protections, as a woman whose body is constantly being told what what I can and cannot do, I cannot be sympathetic to to people who think, well, what about the innocent people? I can't be sympathetic to that. And and it can sound like revenge. I can it can sound like I'm a shitty person, but I'm just trying to be honest with you. 
it doesn't sound like you're shitty. It still sounds like you're out for revenge, though. But we're going to leave that one where it lies. We're going to move on to the next topic. So, President Donald Trump is said to be visiting Britain soon. And uh, I think it's Harry's wife, Meghan Markle, has decided, Prince Harry's wife, Meghan Markle, has decided that she won't be there to greet the president with everyone else. Um, she is, has been, or she was, a very outspoken Hillary Clinton supporter. Um, she has always made that known that she's not a fan of Donald Trump. She's also a woman who is biracial. Um, what do you think about it? I think that, I think that Meghan Merkel just had a baby, and I would absolutely much rather spend time with my newborn child than to look at Donald Trump's ugly mug any day of the week. Like if, if, if ever there was a time for time for her to take an out of an invitation, this is the fucking time. Like I wouldn't go either. And if I was her husband, I'd say no as well. Like I'm staying home and cuddling with my wife and child. Fuck Donald Trump and fuck the princeship of fucking England. Like, who cares about Donald Trump and his ugly children going anywhere? That's how I would feel about it. Well, did you just call his children ugly? They are all, they all look like succubi. Like, they are horrible <laughs> looking people. <laughs> they do look like a baby. <laughs> like, it is terrible. I, and I'm sorry. I really try not to talk about people and try to live in a very zen space. But who, like... Who even wants to take time out of their schedule to meet with any of them? The the royal family has way more better things to do than to look at that family of leeches. Like seriously, I, I agree. Um, I like it. I agree with it. Um, it's I like the fact that she's sticking to her guns and standing by what she believes in, and you can't blame anyone for that. Absolutely, and also she she's. She comes from America, so she understands the the type of um, strife that he has caused in this country as far as minorities is concerned. And I think that her saying, you know, not going or, you know, staying home with her kids, she just had a baby. Like, I don't even think it's, an, it's a choice that I would have to make. Like, I would automatically say I'm staying home with my child. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, this is a side note, and this is going to lead us into what I like to call I was today years old. Okay, so there was a rumor going around, and I called you, I think, really late at night. It was probably about 11. Uh, it was really late, and I was pro- I was just laughing hysterically. So Pippa Middleton is in the royal family, and when she got married, someone started this hilarious fucking meme that her <laughs> that her husband's name <laughs> was Tillingham Bubbleshoot. <laughs> this is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. I still rapidly laugh because they named this nigga on the internet Tillingham Bumbleshoot. And everybody <laughs> fucking believed it. <laughs> and so I was today years old when I found out his name was not Tiddly Hambone. <laughs> what what is his actual name? Do you know? 
it's, it's so regular. It's like Edward Stevens or some shit. But the fact that they named him Tiddlyham Bumbleshoot or the internet, internet's undefeated. Like, that's your name on the internet, that's your name for life. So if I ever meet this man, hey, Tiddlyham, like, <laughs> they Dude, call him. I think what? it would be kind of um, offensive if you called him Tiddlyham Bumbershoot in public. No, I don't. I don't. Do, <laughs> I tell it all. I'd call him Tilly Hill Bubble Shoot. Okay, well, you know, if if that's what you're what you're into, um, I think that they would probably have you beheaded, but and then it wouldn't be so funny at all. But okay, well, I think I they're still beheading people over there. I think that they can do whatever they want to do, and I don't think anybody's gonna send an army for you. Okay, so. are you ready for our next hours today? Your years <laughs> up. Yeah, what is it? So there's this famous drink. It's a sweet drink from the hood called Mag Dog 2020. Are you are you familiar with Mag Dog 2020? Yeah, I think everybody's heard of Mad Dog. Okay, so the I was today years old when I found out the real name for Mag Dog 2020 was Mogan David. Oh, that sounds like a nigga to change his name. The MD stands for Mogan David. That sounds like a nigga who was in the hood. His mama named him Mogan David, and then he he joined the gang, so they start calling him Mad Dog. And he wonder why you call him Mad Dog crazy. If his eye twitches, twitch, don't stay there. Exactly. That sounds like a nigga to change his name to Mad Dog. I ain't going to lie. Like it, it. I was dying when I found out <laughs> that it was it was Mogan David. That's actually pretty hilarious. I'm not even mad at that. Um. So the next one, the next one we we're gonna do. Um. I was today years old when I found out that apparently Winnie the Pooh is a fucking girl. I don't believe that. I don't either. Shocked the shit out of me, but apparently it's true. Who told you that Winnie the Pooh was a girl? Look it up. The Winnie the Pooh. I, I, from what I saw, Winnie the Pooh was a girl. Who? Where did you see this at? What did you see? From what you saw, what did you see? You have to look it up. Uh, obviously, you don't see a penis on Winnie the Pooh. He walk <laughs> around butt-ass naked with a T-shirt on and no shoes. You don't see a penis on hair either, but you know he's a boy, and he doesn't have a penis, so... Man, Winnie the Pooh might be a girl. I can see Winnie the Pooh being a girl. I don't see Winnie the Pooh being a now girl. He, I, I refer to Winnie the Pooh as a thotty because he walk around with his goodies hanging out. <laughs> Either a boy or girl, girl, he's a thotty All the boys with his tail wagging, eating honey. <laughs> well, Trying to get yeah. them to come, come, come get some of his nectar. Well, you know what they say when you eat honey that makes everything taste sweet. So that I can. I'm just saying I could see it if Winnie the Pooh were a girl, but since he's not, I feel like I, that's whoever made that up is joking. That's a joke. I refuse to believe. I could see Winnie the Pooh being a girl. Do you, you just gonna give in to some random internet sensation made up story about Winnie the Pooh, a childhood icon? Okay, this is a funny. See, it's just like this. Like the lies are the funniest ones. Uh, here's one that says, I was today years old when I found out Fanny Pack is short for Faniel Packers. 
Where do you find this shit at? Like, <laughs> I'm on the internet, bro. I'm, I'm out here. This is what I do. I, I, I internet for uh, half of my half of my job is interneting for a living. I hate you, and I hate these. What is that, Faneuil Packerson? Yes, Faneuil. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we're gonna do one more, and I thought this was clever. Um, I was today years old when I found out that the word noxema, which is the famous eczema medicine, eczema medicine, which is spelled N O X E Z E M A, actually is a play on words for no eczema. N O X E M A Z E M A, no eczema. It's a play on words. Well, hot dogs and hamburgers. Brain fucked, right? Now, I've been using Noxzema since I was like nine years old, people. I had no idea. Exactly. See, it's, it's shit like that, that that make my life worth living. It's the little things, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I don't don't run up on me because I stay strapped. I'll pull that motherfucker out my fan, you Packers. <laughs> All right, let's get back. Let's get back to show you guys. So, our next topic that I drew is um I don't know if you saw it. It was this, it's this very disturbing video of a woman getting sworn into the house and this this Republican Caucasian woman, it was an Islamic woman getting sworn in. Uh there was supposed to be a, a prayer said, the Caucasian woman volunteered to say the prayer and when she got up in front of the whole of the house committee that she was being sworn in in front of, the woman said a very very racially charged Islamophobic prayer. Have you seen the video? I it was the first thing I saw this morning when I woke up. Um, it was the most hate filled prayer I've ever heard in my life. And if that woman has any hope of going to heaven, I hope that she repents right now. Now, I'm not writing nobody a ticket to hell. I'm just saying that what she did in the name of Jesus was wrong. And what I find is a lot of times the things done in the name of Jesus ain't always the right things to do. But she literally, in in a prayer swearing in, and an Islamic woman got up there and started talking about how the country had gotten so far away from Jesus. It was as someone who was raised as a Christian, it was really hurtful to watch because we don't practice the love that Jesus came here and tried to teach us at all. I, I was hurt more so than anything by it. I agree. And I, I think a lot of organized religion has gotten away from that love. And I think that's that's one of the problems here is that people see that a lot of what's going on isn't rooted in love. She got up there and said that whole speech with malice in her heart. How can you get up there? I don't understand how you could get up in front of a crowd and say a prayer with malice in your heart. And what, who who is supposed to be listening to a prayer laced with malice? I don't want anything to do with a God who would listen to a prayer like that. And that's just, that's the honest truth. And, I mean, they even tried, they tried to remove her. They grabbed her. She yanked away, continued the prayer. I mean, it was, it was disturbing. It was, it was disturbing to say the least. And the, 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 the part I found the funniest about it was how much respect, even after that, that the Muslim woman still had for that lady. 
I agree. I feel a lot of times we as humans fall short of what our calling is. And our calling is ultimately to love one another and to find some acceptance in that. But we 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 get caught up so much in the labels of this and that and I'm this religion, you're that religion and we get caught up in religion when really and truly Jesus came here and taught against establishing a religion and tradition around your faith because you get lost in that. And then we went and we created a religion around him. That sounds like the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I agree there. I mean, there are even very few accounts of Jesus actually been a part of organized religion. Um, If you actually look at how the Bible is set up, technically he wasn't a part of organized religion. Um, he preached against the traditions of the church because he understood that that's the quickest way to lose yourself in those traditions because you're just doing those things and you're not associating any meaning to them. But that, that's beside the point. What the lady did was wrong, and to do it in the name of religion was even worse because ultimately we're here to show one another love and kindness, and she did neither of those things today. And then she stood there and she prayed. I, I, it, it was hurtful and it was harmful. And I hope that whoever that lady is, um, that somehow she sees the error of her ways. I agree, and I, I think um, I guarantee this woman is in the South. I, 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 I'm willing to put money on it that this happened in the South. It, it sounds like something that would happen below the Bible Belt, to be honest with you. And not to mention the whole rant she went on about protecting Israel and all that shit. Um, Israel is a fucking tyrant. It, and this, was in, so. this was in Pennsylvania, by the way. Um, so it, it very much was not the South. It was not the South at all. It was the East Coast. Um where you would generally think that things are a little bit more liberal, but in the times that we're living in right now, who's to really say, um, because these types of people are coming out of the woodwork for whatever reason, because they feel empowered by um, our president's lack of moral fortitude. But I agree. Um, so let's move on to the next topic that we got in the fishbowl for today. All right, what's up? Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, she just did a Breakfast Club interview talking about all the things that she wants to do, all the things that she has planned, all the things that she wants to change within this country if she's elected president. And to be honest, I'm fucking sold. Um, I, I Hook, line, and sinker. I oh, took yeah. Elizabeth Warren as a joke in the beginning. Um, when she when she first started her her candidacy uh, during the first time she 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 was talking about it and why did I take her as a joke? Yeah, why? I just did. Um, I I didn't. I I I couldn't. I don't know. I just couldn't get into what she was trying to sell me. Um, I wasn't a fan of what she was trying to sell me. Um, but one thing I've noticed about Elizabeth Warren that I haven't noticed about which I've noticed a little. Only the only other person I've noticed a little about is Bernie Sanders. Um, Joe Biden 
has has not even has, doesn't have a clear plan on what he's even running on. He just thinks he's going to be this country's fucking savior. Uh, Donald Trump obviously has no clear plan. She actually has a plan, and that's why I'm sold because that's what I want to see, and I want to see that not only does someone have a plan, but I want to see that someone has a plan that involves me as an African American male. I agree. I feel like her interview on The Breakfast Club, she um, she said a lot of things that I wanted to hear. I did like that she had a plan for all of the things that I felt like I was personally worried about um, going into the future. But I also want people to understand that just because we vote for Elizabeth Warren for 2020 or whoever we vote for, we still have to recover from what Donald Trump has done the last four years. Um, And of course it takes time to see the either benefits or disadvantages of what your politicians are doing. So things may not look great in the beginning. I want people to know that going into this next election season, because there's always going to be residuals left over from the person who was in front of you. And Trump is still very much so benefiting from the things that Barack Obama put into place while he was in office, even though we're, what, three years from there? Um, But I did love her interview. I love the fact that um, she had answers to a lot of the issues that I felt like I wanted to hear about. The one thing that did kind of scare me was reparations. She she had an answer, but she didn't really have an answer there. So I don't I don't know. I don't think anyone. I think people want to have an answer for reparations. I have an answer. I don't think anyone actually has an answer for reparations because they they're scared to give African Americans money. Um, I think just based on the fact that they know white America will be pissed off about it, and that's not what they want. I agree, but I also feel like my um, approach to reparations, if I were to ever have one, would be a combination of giving African Americans money, but also systematically building up the African American community, and that's by building up the infrastructure, putting it in place where African Americans can get home loans, business loans, all those things that were denied us for all of those hundreds of years would be easy for us to get. But also giving African American people a check to say, here is the money to go start those businesses, to buy a home, to do the things that so far has been out of your reach because of the systematic racism that is in place. You have to not only put those infrastructures in place, but you also have to give people a way to be able to do the things that you're now giving them the opportunity to do. That's my plan. But I ain't running from president. I agree, but I don't know. I, I maybe offer people the option to take it in one of three ways, whether it be a business loan, uh, um, a check, or a home, a possibly a home loan, or or you could just institute programs that helped us in those ways. Offer us lower 
lower home loan and mortgage, offer us lower mortgage rates, allow offer us uh, lower buyback and payback rates on financing. Um, you know, make it easier for us to get make more programs for us to be able to get those small business loans that we need. Absolutely, um, that's that's part of the infrastructure I was talking about. And I mean, you can always offer a check. Maybe give the option to take it one way or another. No, I think you need it. I think or you need it both ways. You know, I, I can't say free schooling because everyone's not built for college. And honestly, college is a waste of time. That's a whole nother story. That's my opinion. Take it to it. <laughs> I learned more from the streets than I ever learned from college. You swear you a street dude, if you say so. No, I'm just saying, I, I, I learned more, like, as far as common sense goes and how to navigate myself within life, and it made me grow up a lot faster. Um, I just, you just, I feel like you, life experiences can teach you more than uh, than college ever will. I agree and disagree. I think to an extent, some people need both. I know for me, I definitely needed both. Um, you got lost in the fantasy world of Harry Potter and thought you were a <laughs> wizard for like four, four years. Hey, bro, I to this day am still going to beg your pardon and say that I am a witch and I am definitely a Hufflepuff. But that's neither here nor there. And we've got way off. Remember when Mama got mad because she had to pay for those two concussions you got when we went to the train station and you tried to run through the wall thinking you were going to get <laughs> be able to go to Hogwarts. You're an idiot, and that never happened. We are talking about Elizabeth Warren. I did it love guys. I did love her interview. Um, I thought it was great that she had a lot of answers for things that I wanted to hear. Um, I agree with you about Joe Biden. I really, I was excited to see what Joe Biden was going to do, but I feel like he's running just off of the fact that he's Joe Biden and not Joe really. Biden is literally running off clout right now. Like, it's yeah. all clout with him. Yeah, like, literally when he comes out at his rallies, he should play Offset and Cardi B's clout in the background. Like, straight up. That's his like, thing. Song like, right straight up, he's running off clout. Like, I don't even think dude is coming out to rallies and actually saying shit. I, I haven't heard him say anything that is of interest to anybody I know that's voting. Um, I did hear him say that like he wasn't really in for like climate change or some shit like that. And like, that's not going to get you anywhere because millennials are what you really need on your side. And we believe in climate change. So and Joe Biden, he, he's doing the crazy part is Joe Biden is taking the same route Trump to get to the presidency. Yeah. He's using popularity. He is using the fact that he was Obama's vice president and negating the fact that he's technically if you look at the way he votes on issues a Republican, he's he's hiding the fact that he's hiding that fact, but bigging up the fact that he was Obama's vice president to get into the White House. I completely agree. And the the way that he votes is the exact reason he was Obama's vice president. Yeah, because Obama needed that swing vote. He needed somebody who could appeal to the to other the conservatives. Side. Exactly. And Joe Absolutely. Biden is technically uh uh, not he's not. I don't even know why he registers as fucking Democrat. He's he's a very conservative Democrat. If you look at voting record, um, which is and and I don't think that the Democratic Party has yet realized that 
Democrats nowadays are not looking for that. We're not looking for a establishment person. We're looking for somebody who is actually going to get in there and work for the things that we want. We want to see change in our government. And I think that a lot of, I encourage people to just listen to what people are saying. Listen to what's most important to you. Make your decisions based off of what you want to see happen in the future and what kind of world you want to live in. Don't base your opinions off of one or two things that you like about a candidate. Let's stop voting for the lesser of two evils and start voting for the real change that we want to see in America, because that's the only way things are going to be different and things are shit right now. Uh, They're definitely shit. It's like a big pile of shit after somebody took a laxative and ate green beans. I absolutely agree with pineapple on top. Oh, that's just nasty. So let's move on to the next topic. Uh, The next topic for today is Drake's sideline antics. So the Western Conference Finals have started. It started um, earlier in in NBA playoffs. Um, And Drake has been going fucking crazy on the sidelines. He's going as far as to run up to 15 feet to the other side of the sideline, yelling at players. Um, He... During He's a game, practically coaching the whole team. Yeah. At this point. During a game, he gave a back massage to the Raptors coach. Um, <laughs> it's great to watch, though. It's currently, he has Steph Curry's lint, hair lint, on bid, bidding people bidding for Steph Curry's hair lint on eBay, and the bids are up to a hundred thousand dollars. I am finding this to be one of the. It reminds me of. Um, Spike Lee back in the day. There's some Spike Lee shit that would have happened. Like, Spike Lee was animated, and Spike Lee did get into it with players, but some of this stuff Drake is doing, I'm like, come on, dude. Just sit on and watch the fucking game. Now, it's great mention, to watch, though. It's great to, mention, to watch. Uh, Drake's a bandwagon fan. Drake Agreed. literally, I don't know if you know, but Drake has a, a tattoo of Steph Curry and Kevin Durant on his arm. He he likes the players more than he likes the teams. Let's just go for this. Let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt here, and let's and say that. Everyone about knows. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's something called Drakers that any team Drake roots for ends up losing. Oh, even that's real. The, the Drake curse was even real last night. So last night, uh, this is a side note. Uh, championship boxing heavyweight champ Anthony Joshua held three belts in the heavyweight division. Um, he is the draw, other than Deontay Wilder. Um, they're going to be up to him and Deontay Wilder's fight. Well, last night, he fought a guy who looks like, I don't even like fucking George Lopez's cousin. This guy weighed two, he was 6'2", 278 pounds. I mean, this guy looked fat, looked out of shape. Uh, and right he was before, hitting with haymakers, though, bro. Like he, he looked like he makes a living tossing hay bales. And if anybody yeah, has ever tossed a hay bale, they have to This was a literal hold my beer moment. Like he said, "Hey, hold my beer," and, and win the ring. Gave him no work. And but the, the the reason I'm bringing this up about the Drake curse is because the night before the match, um, Anthony Joshua actually took a photo with Drake saying, "We're going to break the curse." June, June 1st, and then last night he jumps in the ring, gets knocked down twice in the third round, and gets gets knocked 
gets the fight called off in the seventh as a loss, and he was undefeated. So <laughs> the Drake curse is real. I fully agree. I think what's going to happen is they're going to get all the way to game seven. Drake's going to get um, he's going to get a little bit ahead of himself, and he's going to wear a Toronto jersey. There's going to be five players with broken ankles. Watch and see what I tell you. I, I pray not. <laughs> I, I'm I, telling I don't you. want to see the Warriors win. I'm sick and tired of the fucking Golden Everybody State hates on the Warriors because they win a lot. But there, it's been a lot of times in history where this has happened with the team. No, no, I so just sit back and enjoy it. I don't think the people hate on the Warriors because they win a lot. I think they hate on them because they have Kevin Durant. Um, I don't think they would have minded if it would have still just been the Warriors with Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but adding Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins is like, come on, this is this is my this is a fucking all star team. Okay, so what happened when LeBron went to Miami and he took like eight other players with him? Like you just made you just made up a complete <laughs> wrong scenario. Okay, for one, LeBron that's James that's went that's to Miami. That. But they the Miami Heat didn't even make the playoffs before LeBron James got there. They had already had D. He Their created the first super team, and then no, people listen, get mad at other teams for following listen, suit. Listen, like this listen, is stupid. Listen, their record was thirty-seven and forty-nine before LeBron got there. Do you know how many games are in the NBA season? There's eighty-four games. But the, before Kevin Durant got there, the Warriors were the best team in the league, and they had won seventy-one games. They were already a great team. They already won two championships. And that the season before he got there, they won 71 games. Then Kevin Durant comes. Like, come on. So you're mad because they have a better super team is what you're saying? No, I'm mad because Kevin Durant's a mark-ass bitch, and you can tell him I said it. <laughs> okay, I will. And when he coming to with his nappy-ass hair, I ain't going to try to Nobody say that. Twitter fingers Kevin Durant. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, um, it's very sad news. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there were 11 people shot in Virginia Beach. Um, there was another mass shooting that's happened. Have you seen it? I did hear about it. Let me just first of all say condolences to the family. Um, families, I... Do we know why? Uh, we don't. I don't even. I didn't even see anything that said they had captured the guy yet. That's what I was thinking. I'm. I'm curious to see. First of all, he will be captured alive. Number one. Number two. I'm sure that it'll be a um, mental health. He's not fit to stand trial. He suffers from mental health issues, kind of thing. I don't I feel like we we live in a perpetual state of crazy. The definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing and expecting different results. Something has to change at this point. Um it's absolutely sad that we continue to have these types of things happen. I don't know what we can do to stop it. Um, I don't think there's anything we can do because I think it is a way for people to cement this, cement themselves in a part of, make themselves a part of a horrible legacy. 
and that's the legacy of mass shootings, who can do it bigger and who can do it better. And I, I, it's just ugly that we live in a world where you hate yourself, so you decide that in order to be to be noticed and to not to to not leave here without a legacy, your legacy becomes hate. So you feel like a lot of these people who participate or who coordinate these mass shootings are doing it to be remembered? I I, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. What, what other reason? I just don't see what other reason they could have. I know that that is one thing that really does bother me is that once we find out um, who who did this, the the name of the person, that person's name is going to be everywhere. And I'm absolutely for not promoting that person or not making that person famous. But in today's technology age, it's really hard not to do that. Like, I would much rather we know and celebrate the names of the victims than to celebrate the name of, to, in all honesty, Honesty, a terrorist. Yeah, homegrown. At that, you uh, uh, usually all of these these are terror attacks. These are terror attacks on our home, and I think that's what we have to start recognizing them as, and we have to start treating these people as if they were t- if they were and if they are terrorists. I, I absolutely agree. I think that the first step to potentially stopping these kinds of things from happening is to acknowledge where we are as a country and try and figure out what is causing this um, to move forward. But the first thing we have to do is we have to put a name on it. And we cannot say that this is mental illness because that is not what it is. Um, We need to stop hiding everything behind the cloak of people being mentally ill. That is not what's happening right now. Um, What's happening is people are being emboldened by the state of chaos that we have in our country. And mental illness is a fallback for that. When there's absolutely people in this country who do suffer from mental illness and do need help that they are not getting. I agree. So we're gonna move on to the next topic. The next topic is one that had the internet revving. Aisha Curry's Red <laughs> Table Talk. I'm going to let you open up with this one. Why are you letting me start? Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you get out what you got to say <laughs> so I can get out what I got to say. I just think people on the internet are being absolutely ridiculous. They like they took it way too far. Um I I don't see anything wrong with what she said. I think in a day and age where we live in a time where women's worth is absolutely tied to what a man thinks of you, I understand what she was saying. I understand where she was coming from. And I'm not saying that it's coming from the healthiest place. I think it's coming from a place where something in her is lacking and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with her relationships. That's what I'm going to say, and then you can go ahead and say your slightly male chauvinistic opinion. You didn't even let me get my opinion out before I said it. Say it, then. Um, um, 
Amen. Um, but I grew up, I have 30 living sisters. I, I literally have uh, double-digit sisters, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so I grew up around all women. Um, and I understand, I, I, I want to say I understand where she's coming from um, on the fact that her husband is in the public eye. Her husband is a millionaire. There are women every night throwing themselves at her. Um, and she may not get that same treatment, but for one, some of it is out of respect. Um, her husband and her family are very faith-based. So she has to understand that a lot of men just not acknowledging her is out of respect. Um, it also sounds like part of it sounds like a double meaning. Not, not even a double meaning. It sounds like she doesn't know what the fuck she wants. I say that because Aisha Curry, Aisha Curry has been very open and outspoken about women and the, how, how they dress and them wanting and seeking negative attention or attention in general from men. But then she goes on there and says something like this. So it kind of gives me a feeling of this comes from a place of insecurity. And I can understand, and I do understand that the world breeds and raises women, especially black women, to be insecure. Um, They're taught that if their skin is a certain color, that it's ugly. They're taught that you know the the Barbie dolls that they sell all have straight hair and they're skinny. In magazines, that skinny image is pushed on them. Um, even at home, where you know your mom is sometimes just calling you fat. Um, so I understand that part, but I don't understand how she could say something like that, but then also bash and dog other women for their choice of wardrobe or how they go about getting attention from men. So not well, to mention, <laughs> I know for a fact I have tagged and made Aisha Curry my woman crush Wednesday at least three or four times and she's never fucking responded. She could at least said thank you. <laughs> well clearly she's not checking for you. Let's go ahead and put that out there. Um so my response to the latter part of what you were saying about, you know, her speaking out against, you know, women who are on Instagram who dress a certain way for attention-seeking purposes. What I'm going to say to that is, welcome to the juicy contradiction of the female mind. Like, yes, I can say that I don't think that women should be attention-seeking on the internet by wearing clothes that reveal their body because of the faces that I'm facing. But I can also say that as a woman in today's world that I don't necessarily feel attractive or I feel like I need male attention to make myself so attractive. It, that's the way a woman's brains work. I can't explain it to you. I can't I can't break down to you any other ways. I cannot explain it to you any other way than it's it's a juicy contradiction in our minds. Like I completely understand where she was coming from, where she wants to be appreciated as a woman in this world and she wants men to think that she's attractive. However, she doesn't want to have to dress like 
she's going to the beach to be found attractive. Why is it hard to understand? It, it's a it's hard to understand because she's dog. For one, a, why am I having to argue for women on the behalf of what they want to wear and what they have the right to wear? Just because you wear it doesn't mean you need to be object. You want to be objectified. You can be wearing it because that's what you like to wear and it makes you feel good. But yet, her thought process is women wear it to be objectified. I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I wasn't saying that from, let me first start there. I wasn't saying that from my opinion. I'm trying to explain maybe where she was coming from, number one. But I do understand that thought process a little bit. And I don't, I can't, because I've had this conversation with other people and I've tried to put it into words, how that contradiction makes sense in the female brain. And I can't really put it into words. To me, I get what you're saying about women being able to dress how they want to dress. And I absolutely positively believe that. I am the first person to tell a woman to wear whatever makes you comfortable um, and don't let anybody make you feel ashamed or bad about how you look in it. So I get that. And I get that women should be able to wear however they want to wear, but they shouldn't feel like the only time that they get attention is when they're dressed like that. Like, how come... When I got on a dress that comes to my mid-calf and a three-quarter length sleeve with a turtleneck, nobody's telling me that I'm attractive. But if I post a picture on Instagram in a bathing suit, I get 500 heart likes. Why can't I be attractive in both of those? Why can't I get the same amount of attention in my Sunday's best that I get on my Saturday's worst? You can. It just depends on who you are, I guess. I'm just it's it's a juicy contradiction, I understand. Okay, you're talking about getting fucking likes though. For one, if you're if you if you don't if you want the same likes that you get in your Sunday's best as you get in your whatever, whatever, follow people or surround yourself with people who see you that way. Your perception of people <laughs> has everything that I mean, people's perception of you and what the people you surround yourself with with has everything to do with it. It's how you carry yourself. You, I can't the mother, you, 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 you the same motherfucker who added all those people who are going to give you the likes, those kind of likes and that kind of attention that you didn't want as the same person who added the people who were going to give you that positive attention that you did want. Billy, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that that's, that's not the way it happens in the world most of the time. Um, I have I have the same set of friends on my Facebook, but I I can see the difference in the types of pictures I post and who likes what on my Facebook, and I know what's going to get the most amount of likes and what's going to get. And I'm not just talking about likes on Facebook because what we tend to think in our mind, we associate with those likes on Facebook to actual people saying that they they like us in real life or they think we look pretty in real life. Or like if, if I get 50 likes on a picture, then I know I was popping in that picture. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying like we equivalent those to the same thing in our mind. So I'm just using the internet or that as an example of how that works. Anyway, we're moving the fuck on. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying it doesn't it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. To a bigger, better, and more better topic. So, 
Um, I, this has been going crazy on my Facebook news feed, and I really wanted to add it to the show because I wanted to give my opinion. I wanted to hear yours, and I wanted to argue. It was something that I really wanted to argue about. Um, tip, I hope we argue then. Tip, you're a waiter. What do you think about it? I have a philosophy about tipping. I will. I was a waiter. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Better yet, do waiters have? Should waiters be able to complain about lack of tips? Because I see it all the time on my Facebook, uh, women and men who are waiters and waitresses complaining about the lack of money that they make for what they do. Um, what do you think about tipping your waiter and if they should be able to complain? Number one, you're rude because you interrupted me. Number two. I, I was clarifying. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that they absolutely have the right to complain. Like any of us have the right to complain about our jobs, but at the end of the day, instead of finding another job, we wake up the next day and go back. That's how I feel about it. Like everybody complains about their job and that we complain about how much we get paid. So what? Why can't they complain? Fuck that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of waiters and waitresses complaining because they don't make enough money. You put yourself in a Listen, I'm a, I tip. I tip. And if you're a good waiter or a waitress, I tip well. But at the end of the day, everybody, I, I can, nine out of ten people I know are working a job that they feel like that they work more than what, they, they do more than what their company asks for and they're not properly compensated for what they do. I agree. It's the same fucking scenario. Not to mention, I applied for a job that was going to pay me 12, 13, 14, 15, 22, or a salary per hour. You apply for a job that you willingly knew was going to pay you, what, $2.26 on an hour and that you were going to be working for tips. It's the, for not, not only that, it's the same as, what about these, it's the same as these people who go out and work on commission. They applied for a job where they knew they were willingly taking a risk of whether they were going to get paid properly or not get paid at all. And I feel like mm-hmm. you're taking that same risk. Don't complain about a risk that you put yourself in a position to fucking take. <laughs> well, you obviously feel passionately about tipping. Um, but what I'm going to say to you is you applied for a job where you have to drive a truck all around Kentucky all day, but you still have you still complain about what time you got to get up in the morning. Everybody complains about their job. I understand what you're saying. I I feel like service people should be paid more. But this, what you this, what you fail no listen because I don't let you talk. What you fail to realize is that. You may be a good tipper, but everybody else is not a good tipper. And, yes, I put myself in a job where I make $2.26 an hour if I'm fucking lucky. However, if I get if I come in here and I serve 10 tables today and I only make $20, then I don't have enough money to live on for the rest of the fucking day. That's so, your so fault. Yeah, I'm complain. Huh. No, I yeah. understand what you're saying saying but everybody is entitled to their right to complain about it you complain about your job regardless of how good or bad or how much you make i complain about my job i have a damn good job and i make damn good money at my job but i still complain about it and i still don't feel like i'm paid fairly okay 
but but then I I see tippers. I mean, I see waiters and waitresses all the time talking about don't come in here if you're not gonna tip. I should give you shit. Well, they don't put your ass in there. No, motherfucker, you decided to do that stuff. <laughs> That's bullshit. Listen, no. the famous words of my boy Webby, I-N-D-E-E-D, Indeed.com, motherfucker. Go get a goddamn another job. It's going to pay you better. It's what you fucking need to do. I was like, this nigga done spell independent so wrong. No, Indeed. Indeed. Job site. Did you have that written down? That was no. so good. Off the top of the head. Put your resume on there. Go get you another fucking job. Like seriously though, like I and I I do I tip well. Like I understand the that you should tip well when you go out to eat, but I don't agree with the fact that everyone needs like a lot. I tip based on my service. If my service is bad, your tip isn't going to reflect good service. No, I but do you agree also, with that. I, like I, you I also have to that. understand that you took that risk, and you can't really be pissed if somebody doesn't. If somebody comes in and spends two hundred dollars and don't want to give you their money, I I agree with that, and I feel the same way. I definitely tip based on my experience with the actual waiter, because sometimes the the food will come out of the kitchen fucked up, and it's not the waiter's yeah, fault. It's not their fault. Um, they, they'll try their best to fix your food. Exactly. So I, I tip based on the waiter and my experience with the actual waiter who was serving us. So I do do that. And I'm not going to, you know, give somebody a tip that they didn't necessarily earn. So I agree with that. But I still feel like people have the right to complain about their job. And they do have the right to say, like, these motherfuckers ain't tipping today. Like, just like anybody else does. A stripper will tell you when 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 the girls walk in the club, they that's the first thing they ask, you know. Hey, Candy, is they tipping the day? Hell no, they, I ain't made but $16 in this motherfucker tonight. That's what I'm saying. It's, you, Candy need to check her goddamn expiration date then. <laughs> I'm just saying, all she made was $16. So she has a right to complain about that, especially if she's doing a good job. Like, you, you want to feel like you're valued at your job. And I think a lot of times what happens is good servers, don't necessarily get the tips that they feel like they deserve. That's all I'm saying. This is America. Nobody's valued at their jobs. Get over it. Deal with it. On to the next topic. Sounding mighty Republican these days. It's, just, it's a fact. Uh, so our next topic is 50 Cent and who the fuck owes the money. Have you been paying attention to 50 these last couple of weeks? I have, and I'm about to check my bank statements just to make sure I don't owe this motherfucker no money, because if he blow my spot up, it's going to be a problem. So, it all started with, uh, I don't know, it was, I don't know who I think it was a lawyer, uh, 50 Cent said he owed him millions. Apparently, the the guy, I mean, 50 Cent just ragged the guy all over the internet until the guy finally paid him. Then it came, uh, where 50 Cent came to Young Buck saying he owed him money, Young Buck finally paid him. Uh, the guy es- who played Esquire ATL, 50 Cent, comes at his neck saying he owed him $5,000. Um, Esquire gets on and says, I don't owe you no money, but he gave him $5,000 just to give him to shut the fuck up. Um, singer, songwriter, actor Rotini, who is famous as playing who for playing as hell. Anyway, who's I'm famous sorry. for playing Dre on the TV show Power. He actually has the number one R&B album in the country right now. 
Um, 50 Cent gets on the internet saying that he owed him $300,000. He then gets on the internet saying that he doesn't owe 50 Cent any money, but gives 50 Cent $100,000 to get him to shut the fuck up. Um, his thing with 50 was he was signed to 50 Cent, 50 Cent let him out of his, let him willingly out of his deal. When 50 Cent noticed he got, had the number one album in America, I guess 50 Cent felt, uh, releaser's remorse, I guess I can't say buyer's remorse, but he felt remorse for letting him out of that deal because he noticed he could have made money off of him. So he was basically saying, you need to compensate me for allowing you your your freedom. I think 50's something's mentally wrong with that man, and I think he's hurting in a way that nobody will ever understand. I think that you are absolutely correct, and I think a part of his hurt is loneliness. And um, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I think that the reason that he does a lot of what he does on the Internet is so that he doesn't feel lonely and that he can feel like he has friends. Because if everybody's in on the joke, then we're all laughing together, right? Dude, dude's just an asshole. Like, even the people that are close to him, he just fucks with. Like, I remember um watching an interview with him and his artist and best friend Yayo where Yayo was just talking about how 50 cents a bully and then a couple days later I see a video of them just they're just casually hanging out in the hood 50 cent just walks up and dumps them upside down in a fucking thorn bush like who does this type of shit like 50 cent is that guy who makes a joke but nobody thinks the joke is funny but him and he's just really but, an asshole. But everybody laughs because they're scared 50 Cent will say something to him. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Um, he's, he's gotten by on bullying people for so long, and he can't really have any real friends because he's never had any real, like, connections, I feel like, you know? So he uses what power he does have, and that's money to make people feel like they're his friends. So, okay, well, you need something from me? Then sure, I'll give you this money. Like, he's nice to you when you need him to be nice to you so that later he can use you to to bring other people in on the joke. Like, it, it's a whole thing with him, and he's been doing it for a long time. Like, the only silver lining I've, I've seen in this 50 Cent shit is that 50 cents worth about $150 million. And if the Lord is giving out blessings to somebody like 50 cent, I know I got one coming. <laughs> I know I got one coming. No, I feel that completely. Like, I'm like, not counting. Nobody else is blessed. Like, but... I'm not going to lie. I don't no, I'm not trying to send that man to hell. But I was like 95% sure 50 cent was just had a whole room with his fucking name on it. Like, they was going to roll off the red carpet at the, the, at the hell's gates for this man. I. I, I really feel like he, he needs a friend, like a real friend, somebody who doesn't want anything from him. Like he even um, trolls his fucking son. His yeah, own, yeah. Son, is disowned and trolls his son on the internet. He doesn't have he doesn't have anybody. Like there's nobody in the ivory castle with fifty cent. He's all by himself and the internet is his only friend. So he puts everything on the internet. It's it's really sad, and I hope that one day he finds that missing piece of himself. We advocate for therapy. Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> check out therapy because our next our next topic is fucking terrifying. And I've been telling my family about 
this for the longest, and everybody just seems to laugh. Um, our next topic is, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, apparently two undomesticated raccoon dogs have escaped, and they are running rapid in Britain. Have you okay. seen my question is this. Who knew that raccoons and dogs could even breed together? Listen, I have been telling y'all for the last two years, where I live, there's a trash can. <laughs> I've been chased multiple times by fucking pit bull raccoons. These raccoons are stocky in the front and small in the back. They built like pit bulls, and the trash can is their home. It's two raccoons, and they hang out with two cats. It's basically the fucking Aristocats going on over there. Sometimes they sit on top of the garbage can smoking <laughs> cigarettes when I walk up. And all I'm trying to do is take my fucking garbage out. And I always, like, one day I got chased and just left my fucking flip-flop there for like an hour. <laughs> and the fucking raccoon chased me away from the garbage can. Like, these, they don't fuck around. Like, these, these pit bull raccoons do not fuck around. Like, I'm not joking. Raccoon dogs are a real thing, and we should be fucking terrified. Hide Can I give you a little wife. bit of advice? Hide your kids, hide your wife. I think you need to move. If there's really raccoon dogs in your neighborhood, you definitely need to move. Pit bull raccoon dogs. Like I'm 100% sure a raccoon fucked a pit bull <laughs> and made babies, and now they just hanging out with Tom and Jerry on top of the fucking garbage can. <laughs> Can but wait. Okay, in all seriousness. Can raccoons and dogs really mate together? Like that's I a real know thing. It, but apparently, raccoon dogs are a real thing. And I don't see the pictures; they're fucking terrifying. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm a. I'm not going. I didn't. I saw the article and I didn't really pay it any attention because it's raccoon dogs, and I didn't think it was a real thing. No, it's, but, it's it was all over Fox News. It was all over yeah. Fox News and CNN. Um, You're right. Are a fucking real thing. That that is terrifying. I don't I don't like raccoons in the first place because they have five digit hands. Yeah, when they stand up and and chase you or run, it's fucking creepy because that's how the nigga yeah. came. He, he stood up like, "What you want to do, bro?" <laughs> like they got like it it was terrifying. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I've been chased by a raccoon at least three times since I lived here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't really like raccoons. And I'm so. old, so the whole time I'm running, I'm praying like knees that my knees just hold up because <laughs> I know if my knee give out, I'm fucked. And then, like, who wants to say they died in the hands of a raccoon? Like, who really wants to say that? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't want to say rocket raccoon. I definitely do not want to be that person, and I'm already terrified of raccoons. So, a raccoon dog is a hell no for me, bro. Sis. All right, so we're going to move on to our next topic. Um, Jason Smith's allegations. For those who are fans of Jason Smith, uh, who don't know who Jason Smith is, Jason Smith played Easy e in the famous uh, NWA movie. Uh, he also plays, I mean, Jason Mitchell, I'm sorry. He also plays a character on The Shy. Um, he has had some very name, some very career diminishing allegations, sexual assault allegations come out about him. Uh, one of his co-stars came forward and he also had people from other movie sets come forward saying that he's basically a, a, a horrormonger and sexual predator. This makes me really sad because I'm always for seeing a 
black man on the come up. I'm always for seeing a person of color. I'm sorry. She was having a hell of a come up. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm always for seeing a person of color. Um, do do something better. Like I want to see everybody shine. Like I'm rooting for everybody black. So I do not understand why he would fuck this up. Why would you do that? Like he was amazing in um as Easy E. From what I hear, he's amazing on the shot, and people are really sad about him not returning to the show. Um, but I don't blame the people for doing what they had to do. Um, I'm sorry that it took them so long to get around to doing it, and I'm really sorry that it went as far as it did, as far as the actress was involved, where she was apparently having her boyfriend come to work with her because she didn't feel safe. Um, and it's important that we, you always feel safe when you're at home or at work. Um, so I just, this is just really, I feel like this is really sad and it's a loss all the way around. Um, I hope that if it is true that he gets what's coming to him, I am in favor of castration. Shit. Jesus Christ. Here you go with this again. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I don't know if you you personally want to castrate somebody, but you are <laughs> you beat the fuck out of this horse. Um I'm just saying that I feel like something has to be because what happens is, yeah, he got kicked off a show. Yeah, he might lose a few acting opportunities, but overall, what's gonna happen to him? What has happened to Harvey Weinstein? Bill Cosby is in jail, but but really, what has happened? He he got away with it for like fifty seven years, you know. What what happened? So I'm I'm absolutely I'm just saying I'm in favor of it. Um, but I did love what Lena Wave had to say in regards to the whole situation and how it was handled. I think she kept it very honest about uh, what was going on. I agree. I agree. The the uh, my favorite part of what she said was I was trying to put people in positions of power to change that, but ultimately that wasn't the answer. I'm always the answer. Lena is the answer. That's the biggest lesson I've learned in all of this. Basically, just saying that like she should have taken responsibility. She should have been the person to act on it. And I absolutely respect her position, and I thank her for her candidacy really in all of this um but i hope he does face some type of punishment for what he did other than losing his job because that ultimately is not a punishment that's just being out of a job um i agree i agree um and that's the thing about a lot like when actors and shit like even hard minds he just paid 44 million just to get out of that bullshit like um this stuff happens to actors and it and it never, a lot of times it never leaves the set. It, it just gets dumbed down. And in a year or two, he'll go through a struggle. In a year or two, he'll be working and popping again. Exactly. Look at um Charlie Sheen. Yeah. He's just waving and this nigga willingly admitted to giving women AIDS. Exactly. Which is technically illegal. Not technically. It is illegal. Like, <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I said 
I brought back up the whole castration thing. That's why I'm in favor of castration because how many people just get away with this shit? How many people? Let's end on a high note. Um, our last topic for the day is uh, Robert Smith. I can't remember what he owns, but he's a billionaire. Uh, and he did more houses. He was their elected speaker for the graduation. And in his speech, he revealed that he would be paying all the graduates debt. They would leave college debt free. And I thought it was fucking amazing. Amazing. And let me just first of all say thank you, Mr. Smith. Um, I did think you go to that, No, I didn't. I wish that I did. Um, I'm going to apply next year. So maybe whoever is the key. It's a house for males. <laughs> Isn't it all male college? That's okay. I will take one of the castrated penis from whoever I decide to castrate. And I'll use that to get in. Um. Anyway. I just wanted to say thank you, Mr. Smith, because what he did for the community as a whole, do you know how many people's debt that erases so that there are people who are able to buy homes, who are able to invest that money, who can actually accumulate wealth because they're not worried about paying back thousands upon thousands of dollars to Sally Mae or to FICA or to whoever the fuck the money goes to now? I I I appreciate what he did on a community level above all else. I really do. And you appreciate it, but then you have to look at it as, damn, it. You know, they're this happy, but should it really be this way? Should a lot of these kids really be leaving school with almost a hundred thousand dollars in debt? Absolutely not. But and they'll never be able to pay back. Never. That's the Unfortunately, that's the that's the way the cookie crumbles nowadays, you know. Um, if, if you want to be able to get a quality education, then you have to pay for it. We live in a country where if you want something, you have to be able to pay for it. Um, and it's not fair because a lot of times there are people who can pay for it. And then there's people who can't pay for it, but you take out these loans and you accumulate all this debt. It's it's basically the same as, you know how they always say that somebody has their light bill in their baby's name and it's ruining their credit. It's the same thing. You go to college and it does nothing but ruin your fucking credit. So when you get out, you can't buy a house. You can't get a loan for a car. You can't start a business because you don't have any money. So I think that what he did was he leveled the playing field a little bit for at least the people who graduated this year from Morehouse. So most I, definitely, most definitely. We don't live in a fair country. We don't live in a fair society. We live in a society that was made so that the scales are unbalanced. And I feel like he just, he didn't necessarily tip them in those kids' favor, but he, he put a little bit more weight on the side that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And just to be able to start with that first start it is going to be a beautiful thing for those those young young men, and it, it's going to open a, them up to a lot of things financially that they wouldn't have been able to do. So, congrats to them. I absolutely agree. And my challenge would be for them to actually make this matter, make it count. Don't let this opportunity go to waste. 
because this is something that I I would definitely fight for tooth and nail if I had the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You castrate somebody, take their dick, and put it on yours, and apply to Morehouse College just so you can get in for this opportunity. Apparently, so yeah, it's a scary thought. Uh, <laughs> it's always but, scary to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also scary to be walk around with a black and blue dick in your pants, but. Hey, that's Please just stop. me. I mean, yeah, you start like you can talk about castration the whole show. Anyway, you put it on the you put it on the topic list. Just, I do not pick the topic. You why do. don't you why don't you go ahead and take us out? Uh, <laughs> do well, you want fucking Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> I, never mind. I'm not even gonna go there with you because I was, was about to end up with a five of the nice Chianti, but I'm not gonna do this today. So, family, we want to thank you so much for joining episode 12 of the Fishbowl Podcast, and we are so happy um, to be back with you guys. Join us again in two weeks for another episode. We are going to be going to bi-weekly Fishbowl Podcast because we want to be able to give you good content and not have the same topics over and over again, and we didn't notice that before. So we want to do what's best for you guys. Um, but as always, we fucks with y'all the long way. I am so happy to be back with you guys after our break. And I know the asshole is happy to be back with us as well. Um, and I want you to keep this with you until we meet again. If you wish to move mountains tomorrow, you must start by lifting stones today. <laughs> <laughs>